The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. We worship you, mighty God, the King of glory, the ancient of days, the I am that I am, the Father of the fatherless, the helper of the helpless, you are richer than the richest, wiser than the wisest, greater than the greatest, bigger than the biggest. Who can be like you, O oh God? You are better than the best, O oh God. We give you praise, O oh Lord. We worship and adore your name, O oh God. Receive our worship this morning. Receive our praise this morning, O oh God. No one can take your place, O oh God. You are God and God alone. We worship and adore your name, O oh God. Receive all the praise, O oh God. Yanabo Sindaba, Holy Spirit, have your way. I know you are here, here in your glory. I know you are here, precious Holy Yeah, 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 yeah. 
sufficient, the all-powerful, the King of glory, the ancient of days. We worship and adore your name this morning. Please, Lord, accept our worship. Lord, we come with this time. We want to hear from you. Speak unto us, O oh Lord. Speak unto us, O oh Lord. The Bible says, O oh God, in their distress, in their problems, they cry unto you. You send forth your word, and your word heal and deliver them. Speak unto us this morning, O oh Lord. Yes, Lord, we are all ears. We want to hear from you, O oh Lord. Speak unto us. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Receive all the praise. For in Jesus' name, we pray. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Some people are shouting your hallelujah has one leg. I want the two legs hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. You can have your seat. God bless you. I would like to thank man of God, Pastor Israel, for the privilege he has given to me to, to speak the word this morning. So may God bless you in the name of Jesus. Without wasting our time, we are reading from the book of Matthew chapter 19, from verse 27 to 29. Our test is taken from Matthew 19, 20, 27 to 29. Can I have the New King James, please? Thank you. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said unto them, Surely I say unto you, that in, this, in the regeneration when you, the Son of Man, sit on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. The next test is taken from the book of Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, I am with you always, 
end to the end of age. Amen. Our topic for this morning is the rewards and responsibilities of a disciple. I was asked to speak of, of the reward of a disciple. And then I realized that as a disciple, we don't not only have rewards, we also have responsibilities that we have to do as a disciple. Praise God. So you're going to give me a second. I'm going to use, borrow this stand. So I'm, I want to illustrate something that uh, this stand will really help me. So, in the society that we live in, everywhere you go, or even in this country as a nation, we have levels upon levels. In the government, we have levels. Like here in Canada, we have the federal level, which I'll consider the top. We have the provincial level, which is led by the premier, and we have the municipality which is led by the mayor of the city. That's the same thing that you go in every office or in a big organization or any organization in the world. We still see these three levels being displayed. You go in one organization, we have what they call the top management. That's where we have the CEO and all the shareholders, whatever they are. And then we have the middle management where we have all the managers doing their job. And then we have the supervisors, which they are being categorized in the third level of the management in the, in the organization. So the same way we have levels in the society, the same way we have levels in the country as Canada, even in this church, we have, we have levels. Like in Throne of Grace, we have pastor, and then we have the board of trustees or the board of uh, committees, and then we have the HODs, and then we have the workers. So we, we see, see all these levels being displayed everywhere you go. It's just because of the proper management in every organization, every society. Also, Pastor said last, the first week of, of this month, that discipleship is a process. So it means we start at the very low level, and then we need to go up in the levels. Praise God. Among the disciples of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ chose for himself 12 disciples, right? But if I ask you, can you name the old 12? Like Alfred, we all have some problems. But if I ask you to name at least three or four disciples, I know you name Peter, you name John, you name James. Praise God. Those are the names that are being displayed and we all know. But I'm, I'm, I'm wondering right now, why they were all 12, but when people are making reference, the only, like, most of the time, even people are preaching or people are doing stuff, they are focusing on Peter, James, and John. Why? Because they stood out from the, the rest. You can be here, you are a disciple. Now ask yourself the question, where am I sitting on these levels? That's the first question for this morning. Even Paul, when he came, Paul, the apostle came. He was not with the twelve. But when Paul came, he recognized the people that he himself called. They were the pillars of the church. If you read in Galatians chapter 2 verse 9. Galatians chapter 2 verse 9. I want to NLC version, please. Galatians 2 verse 9. In fact, James, Peter, and John, who were known as Pillars of the church. They were known as pillars of the church. I'm asking myself this question over and over. Where are the other nine disciples? They were considered as pillars of the church. Praise God. So it means that you have, you have to aim to be here at the top. I call them, I do not call them as Paul. Paul is calling them pillars of the church. I will call them indispensable disciples. You know, there are some people, indispensable, so when you are indispensable, like it means like there are some people in the place or in the community, like when 
they are not there, you really feel their presence that they are not there. Praise God. But there are some people even in church, as, even as worker, whether it's there or whether it's not there, we don't feel anything. Like we say in Africa, before independence, equal after the independence. That should not be a portion in Jesus' name. You got to aim to be at the top. You, in disciples, so indispensable disciples, they are disciples that are necessary for the work of God. There are people when they are not there, you really feel their presence. Like this morning, our pastor is not there. We are feeling that pastor is not here. Praise God. You got to aim to be at this top level. I thought it was only Peter or Paul that saw that. Like I was, I was showing in three examples in the Bibles where Jesus himself, who chose the 12 disciples, but Jesus himself were not going everywhere with the 12 disciples. I will show you three events in the Bible. And from those three events, we're going to see also some rewards that were attached to those people that were going to Jesus. The first happened when Jesus Christ raised Jairus' daughter. We'll find that in Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 5, sorry. Mark chapter 5, verse 37. Let's read. Mark chapter 5 and verse 37. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except who? Who? James and? Jesus stopped everybody. Jesus stopped the crowd. Jesus stopped the nine disciples. He said, you guys stay here while I am going with James, Peter, and John. Why? Listen, there are some blessings that are attached to those people that are here in this category. It's the same thing. You will not tell me that you have the same salary with your CEO. No. You will not tell me that you have the same salary with your manager. No, sir. You will not tell me that you have the same salary with the supervisor. No. Like every level in life you go determines the reward that you get. If you want big reward, you got to aim to be high. Praise God. Am I speaking to someone? Like those disciples that went with Jesus, first reward the gate, the God. They get access where everyone couldn't get access. When you, when you are in this category, you get access where many people will not enter. As the CEO of a company has many access where you as a worker or where you as a manager, you cannot enter. But a CEO, because he's a CEO of the company or because he's, he's, he's the MD of the company, he has access to certain places that you and I cannot enter. It's not because they are, being, they are, they are discrimination. I would say it's discrimination because of their levels. Praise God. You have access where many people will not have access. That's the reason why as a disciple, even as a worker in the church, you shouldn't want to be as, a, as those workers, even when they are not there, nobody cares. Even when they are there or they are not there, nobody cares. You got to be in the position in the church. When you are not there, let everyone notice that you are not there. I'm not saying that your presence or your absence will stop the work of God. No, that's, what I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that your presence should be fed by people. Let people feel your presence wherever you are. That's being your commitment. Your serving God must be strong. Praise God. Second benefit we get from this category is that you have the ability to replicate what you have seen. You have the capacity to do this exactly what your master is doing because you are seeing what he's doing. If I'm here seeing what Bola, Bola Ed is seeing, if I'm seeing what Bola Ed is doing by playing the keyboard, I can be able to play the, the keyboard if I, the, the more I keep seeing the way he's playing and the more I keep he's teaching me how to do it, I'll end up doing what? Play the keyboard. Let's read the same verse. Let's read verse 40. Then the crowd laughed at him. 
but made them all live. And he took the girl's father and the mother and the three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. The next verse, holding her hand. And he said, Talitakum, which means little girl, do what? You, you notice that that's the same thing Peter did later on. You read in the book of Acts chapter 9 and verse 40. Acts chapter 9 and verse 40. Can you please put it? Acts chapter 9 and verse 40. Peter did the same thing as Jesus did. The Bible said Peter asked them all to leave the room. He asked them all to get out. That's the same thing Jesus Christ did. He asked them all to do what? Get out. And he, he prayed for Tabitha. And Tabitha was what? Tabitha came back to life. The ability to see what your master is doing, you have the same ability to replicate it if you're a good disciple. Praise God. The same thing happened with Elijah and Elisha. You read in the book of 2 Kings chapter 8, verse, 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 8, 2 Kings chapter 2 verse 8, the Bible says that Elijah, when he was going up, then Elijah folded his clothes together and struck the water with it, and the river divided, and the two of them went across the dry ground. The two of them went across the dry land. If you read in verse 14, that's the same thing Elisha did. Verse 14, the same thing Elisha did. He did what? Elisha folded his clothes together and did what? Strike it. That's the same thing. Praise God. Being, you get into this place. You have access where many will not have access. You can do what other disciples will never do. Down. Never. I've not read out of, of, of the place where other disciples raised the dead. No. I've not read that place. The second place happened when Jesus took them on the high mountain. The high mountain in Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 1. Please, can I have the New King James, please? Now, after six days, Jesus took again. He took who? Peter, James, and John, his brother, and laid them high on a mountain by themselves. He laid them high. He took them high above the mountain. And then let's read the next verse. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. And his clothes became as white as the light. Next. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him. Then Peter answered and said, Jesus, it is good to be where? For us to be here. Many other disciples did not experience this moment. You have with, if you be with the master, the master is taking you high. You have the taste of the glory. Praise God. You get the taste of Jesus. Jesus took them there. Peter said, it is good. It is so good. We want to stay here. Let's build three tabernacles. One for, one for Elijah, one for, one for you, and then one, one, one for Moses. They taste that glory. The glory was so much. The glory was so much. You cannot taste the glory of God and your life will remain the same. Never. Praise God. You can't taste God's glory and your life remain the same. When you taste the glory of God, something got to change in your life. Praise God. Another thing we, we have from there, they have the privilege to see the vision. Let's read Matthew chapter 17. Verse 9, Matthew chapter 17 and verse 9. Now they came down from the mountain. Jesus commanded them, tell the vision to no one until the Son of God, the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Tell the vision to no one. They have access to the vision. They saw what other did not see. You have that privilege when you position yourself to be at a high level as a disciple. 
Praise God. Again, as I say, it's, it's a process. You got to start from below, and then you need to climb up. You need to climb up. I pray the Almighty God will help us in the name of Jesus. Lastly, at the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus Christ at the night he was betrayed, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 26, 36 to 46, the Bible says again, Jesus went with Peter, James, and John. He went with them. Now, let's, 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 now, let's, let's go back to our test. Let's answer the, the question of, of Peter. Peter asked us this question from the very beginning of the message. In Matthew, chapter 9, Matthew 19, 27 to 30. Let's, Matthew 19, 27. Let's read the NIT, please. And everyone who was given, that's this the reward that we get. The Bible says 29, please, 29. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father, mother, children, or property for my sake. Here, anyone who has given up, that means you have to give something for you to receive. It's not, it's, it's you give, you receive. The Bible says you receive what? You receive hundred times as much in return. You receive hundred times as much in return. It means if I put two, the Bible is saying, Jesus is saying, it's going to take that two times what? Times hundred. That equals to 200. I love mathematics. We learned something in mathematics. There's a rule in mathematics that says, any number times zero equal what? So it simply means that if you have zero, even if Jesus times you by 1,000, it still equals to zero. You got to give something for you to receive something that's simple as ABC. Some people are coming to church, they are saying that we are serving God, we are serving God. But my question for you this morning, what have you given for Jesus? Can you look at your life and say, I've given something for him. And then you're ex expecting something for God. Before you, for you to ex expect something for God, you've got to be sure that you give something to him. The Bible says anyone who has given up something. Listen what they mentioned. Houses is something. All the things that the Bible mentioned here are the things that we all value. The things that all here, houses, brothers, sisters, father, mother, children, property. Those are the things that we live for. Praise God. We all live for all these things in, in this earth, right? We live to have good houses. We live to have like children. We live to have wives. Fathers, mothers, we have big things, driving nice cars. That's, that's, that's basically all we live here for in, in this life. But, but Jesus here is saying that if you give up all these things for my sake, you do what? You get it hundred times. You get it hundred times. No wonder when, when anytime I look at the life of a Jew, that Jew, he, he gave up his profession as, as a professor. Hey, I'm not saying that you should go and resign to your work. Yes. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Before you do that, you got to make sure that God asks you to do it. Don't come here and say, boy, I know this that you got, I have to resign from my work. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. He, God told him to resign. He resigned as a professor. Is life being multiplied or not? So much, so much. Hey, if you go on Google right now, you just type 10 most influential men in Africa is among the 10. 10 most influential men in Africa that the Jew is among the 10. I've not seen the name of one of the professors in Nigeria being among these things. No. Why? Because he gave something. He gave something for God. I'm sorry to say this, but there are some people in church, they can't even give up their Sunday for God. Every day from Monday to Sunday, busy going to work, busy going to work, and they're saying, God will understand, you know, I have bills to pay, I have mortgage to pay, I have this, I have that. I'm sorry, 
give something for Jesus and then you give back something for God. The strength that you are having to go to go to work is because God gave you that power. The Bible says, remember, it is him who gives you the power to do what? To get wealth. If you are sick, believe me, you will not wake up the next day to go to work. No. The, the fact that you are going to work, it's because someone gave you that strength. Someone gave you the power to wake up in the morning to go and take your shower and go to work. And then what God is asking you is just more. Give him also some time. You give him something when times 100, you get the result. When I came to this country in 2015, I got one job. It was, for me back then, it was good first. I was single. Then, I, as a new immigrant in Canada, the, the minimum wage back then was like 10 something. I got a job. They were giving me $13, $13.50. Wonderful. But guess what? Anytime I go to work, I was starting my shift from 11 to from 11 to 10. And then when I get back home, the distance from the work to my house was two hours. Two hours in the morning, two hours coming back. That's four hours spending in the traffic. That means I'll go to work. I'll come back. It's already 12 or 12.30. 12 the next thing, I'll take my shower. I'll not have time to pray. I'll just say, Lord, I thank you for today. I sleep. The next day, I can't wake up in the morning to take the morning prayers. I'll wake up at 8, take my shower, eat, go to work. I did that for three weeks. And I was, no, I didn't have time to pray. I didn't have time to read. I didn't have to practice anything. I said, God, I cannot live this kind of life in this country. I got to stop it. And then I, I write, I resign from the place. I said, God, if you are the God that take care of the birds that don't work, you got to take care of me even in this land of Canada. And God did it. Praise God. You got to be willing to give something. You must be willing to give something to God. For God, when God said times 100, and then you get the result. Next second point, we say we get eternal life. The Bible says there's nothing more, more important or more that than, than eternal life. In this life, we are just like passengers. We are going. The final destination is heaven. But Jesus is saying, if you give up all these things for him, you do what? You have eternal life. Praise God. We give you praise, O oh Lord. Now, let me quickly run. As I said, we do not have only reward, but we do, we do also have responsibilities. As a CEO of the company, is responsible for having the, the broad vision of the company. That is mission. That is his work. We call it here job description. You have a job description wherever you go. If they hire the first thing they do, they give you a job description. As a CEO, he has a job description. As a manager, you have your own job description. Even as a supervisor, you also have your job description. That's the same thing, the same thing that plays with disciples. Every disciple, wherever you are, you got to know that you have responsibilities that God is expecting you and I. These are our duties and we got to do it. Let's read Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10. I'll read, I'll read the Amplified Version. They, they don't have it either, but I'll read the Amplified Version. See what the Bible says. So that you will walk in the manner Worthy of the Lord, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of what? Of the Lord. The first thing as a disciples, you need to live a life that is worthy of the Lord. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, live a life that is worthy of the Lord. You need to live a life that is worthy of the Lord. Amplified version is now trying to explain what is a life that is worthy of the Lord. The Bible says, displaying admirable character. There are some people here, your, your, in fact, your character, like even your, even your street or in your compound, people do not know that you pray. 
because you have a very terrible character. Very terrible character. The Bible says your character must be something that people will love as a disciple. That's your responsibility. It's like you are being, it's like you are an ambassador of your country. If I'm the ambassador of my country in Canada, my character should be worthy of it, of the title I'm having. Display an, an admirable character, moral courage, and personal integrity. Personal integrity. Personal integrity. Integrity simply means let your yes be yes and let your no be no. I was taught one very big lesson that, lesson that I will never forget all my life. And I said, thanks to Pastor Choice. There was a day, there was a day, I borrowed some money from her. And then I agreed that, okay, Pastor, you know what, I'm doing this. And on social date, I'll give you the money. And then the date came, I did not pay the money. And I did not call her either. After two months, one day she just picked the phone, called me. He said, well, not even, well, I was trying to give some stupid excuses. And I said, no, 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 no. This is not how you as a servant of God should be. If you agree to give me money on so, so, and so, that, let that be. So, if by any reason you cannot meet that, you should have been the one to call me and say, hey, pastor, based on this, based on that, I'm not, being able, I'm, not, I'm not able to do this and to do that. That's integrity. That's integrity. Integrity means when I give you my $100 to keep for me, I give you bills of 50 and 50. When I'm coming back to take it, I should get 50, 50. If you give me one bill of 100, that's not integrity. Hello. <laughs> That's not integrity. Praise God. If I give you the bill of 50-50 to keep for me, I should get it 50-50. That's integrity. <laughs> it's hard for you to believe it. <laughs> That's integrity. Because some people will give you, you give you, give you under dollar to keep. I do not give you the under dollar to invest. No, I say keep. Keep is keep, to invest is to invest. I do not give you my $100 to take it and put it in your business, and then you come back giving back my 100 No. If you put my $100 in your, your business, that means you get interest. So if you are giving back the 100 you should give me back that 100 with interest. Praise God. That's what they call it's hard. We should, aim, we should all aim to go there. That's where God is expecting you and I to get into that level, to get into that level of integrity. We got to get there. We, we, need to, we need to get there. Like, you know, like there was a day, there was a day when this, when this, uh, now I'm, let, let me go by a little bit, let, well, for, about, about character. There was this day when, when this COVID started. And in my country, everybody was saying that it is raptured, raptures happened, raptures happened. One person said, he mentioned the name of one man of God. He said, I have checked. I checked, this man of God is still here. That means raptures has not happened yet. See, I, I was praying to God, God, let this be my testimony. Is your character worthy of the Lord? Can people look at your life and, and say that, okay, let, let me follow this man. Let me follow him, do whatever the guy is doing. Let me join him. Let, me, let, let his God be my God because he displays so much of good character in him. Praise God. The Bible says next, to fully please him in all things. That's the same second responsibility. We need to please God fully. Like we need everything we do, God, to please God. When we sing, when we do everything we do in life, we need to please God in everything we do. Next, he says, bearing fruit in every good work. We need to bear fruit in every work that we do. Let's read Titus chapter 3, verse 14. Titus chapter 2, uh, 3, sorry. Titus 3, 14. The Bible says, 
And I still read the Amplified. And let your own people really learn to apply themselves to good deeds, to honest labor, and honorable employment. I love that. <laughs> honest labor and honorable employment. And let me tell you, as a disciple, you are not called to do any job. I'm sorry. No. As a disciple, there are certain jobs you cannot do. As a disciple, you cannot be go out there be selling cigarettes. No. As a disciple, you cannot go out there saying alcohol. No. There are certain jobs, there are certain things you cannot do. Like even when I was started, I started praying back home, there are some people even in my street. You know, in Africa, they, you know, if you are if you are, if you are younger, people just be sending you go do errand left and right. In my country, even even in my house, they can't send me to go and buy cigarettes. No, I'm not going. They know that they cannot send nobody to go and buy a cigarette because you will not go. What if I go and buy a cigarette and then on my way back and then some people saw me, see me in the church, uh, in the church I was singing and then they see me a cigarette. Do I have all the time to explain that the cigarette is not mine? There are certain things that we should not do as disciples. Lastly, for this verse, we should earn to grow in the knowledge of God. That's your duty. Um, to grow in the knowledge of God. The next duty as a disciples, we, we are called to make and teach other disciples. You find that in the text that we read in Matthew chapter 28, 19 to 20, the Bible says, go, go and do what? Make disciples of all nations, teaching them. Praise the name of the Lord. Lastly, I want to dwell a little bit here. Lastly, as disciples, we got to keep God's word and pass it into the next generation if Jesus tarries. People died for this word to be written. Trust me. I don't want to bore you. I don't want to go into theology right now to tell you what, what was the canon of the Bibles by those who, who studied that. They will tell you it was not easy. So it is your responsibility. It is my responsibility to take this word of God to pass it into the next generation if Jesus tarries. That's your, 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 your responsibility. The Bible says God is saying to Ezekiel, I appointed you as what? As a watchman. You got to be the watchman. We got to watch over things that are going right now. I'll tell you this story. Back then in school, in college, here in Canada, we had a professor. And then that professor was, is, is a professor of marketing. And then one day in the class, he really told us that, I don't want to mention the name of the company. In their company, they gave them an order. They said that, you know, during Christmas, you know what they are trying to do right now? They are trying to get rid of the name of Jesus everywhere. You, you notice that you go to shops buying Christmas gifts. You don't see many of them reading Merry Christmas. That's the plan. And then I'm, it's so unfortunate. I'm seeing some Christians right now. You see them wishing people say Merry Xmas. What is X? That's their plan. The plan of the devil is to get rid of the name of Jesus. And then we Christians, we shouldn't follow that. I'm so sorry, but I see a lot like Mary Xmas. What is Xmas? That's the plan. She told us that was the plan they, they did. She's a Christian. She was like, she, she resigned because of that. You notice you go to the shop. You don't see many gift cards or cards of, of Christmas writing Merry Christmas and then writing Jesus loves you stuff, blah, 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 blah. You don't see them a lot. That's the plan. They had it very long time ago. And then they are trying to achieve these plans. The, the, um, the purpose is to get the name of Jesus Christ. They are saying that the name of Jesus Christ is an offense. 
when you mention the name of Jesus Christ is an offense. You notice that you go to your workplace, go to your workplace. They change us. They change the name. Instead of saying Merry Christmas, now in your workplace, they not allow you to say Merry Christmas. They say we are going for holidays. Am I saying the truth? All of that are put in place just to get rid of the name of Jesus. I'm so, I'm, I'm wondering why the name of Jesus Christ should get rid. And then they are bringing the name of LBQ to whatever LTT, whatever they put. Now in school, right now in school, they are teaching them L, whatever LB2, whatever they call it themselves. All this gay and lesbian, whatever they call themselves. They are teaching them in school. My wife, she's studying right now. They gave them one assignment about, about, about all these guys. But they're saying that the name of Jesus Christ or the name of God should be removed. Let me tell you the truth. If you don't know, even in, in Canada, in the national item of Canada, they line, they put God keep our land glorious and free. There's a debate in the parliament going on. They say they have to remove the name of God. That's a debate going on right now. And then they are saying that it's now normal. Out of 35 million people in Canada, only 30 million are Christian. That means we have 41% of Christians in Canada. And then 61% are claiming, they are saying that this name of God should be removed. The same way they remove uh, thy son. That's the same thing they are doing. They got to remove God, keep our land glorious and free. And then when I was saying, God told me, hey, it's already done in French. I'll tell you, that's your own work. Go right now in your phone. Take, take that place. God, keep our land glorious and free. If, even if you don't speak French, just go Google Translate. Put it, see the translation in French. And then go in the French version of the national hymn. See if you see that part. It's not there. They took out the name of God already for the French version. The French version, they're saying, your harm protects me. Whose harm? Whose harm? We should all be careful, children of God. We should all be careful in this time we are living. Everywhere you go, you got, people must know that you are a Christian. You should not be ashamed to say that you are a Christian. People should see it. People should know it. They, how you behave. It's so unfortunate the same plan is already in church. The same plan is already in church. You are, you, you are not in church. This is the plan. I'm sorry if you love it, if you love these songs or whatever. There are some songs that I really love so much in my heart. But when I, when I, when I, when I came to this understanding of the word, anytime I'm singing those songs, I make sure I put the name of God into it. There's a song that I love so much. Draw me close to you. Friends, you listen to those songs. From the very top to the very end of the song, you never see the name of God or Jesus. There was a day I went for a program back in my country. There was a drama. People are playing drama in, the, in, in, in that place. And then there was a man begging his girlfriend to forgive him. And the man knelt down and they were singing, You all I want, you all I ever needed, you all I want. Happy no you and you. And the girl was here. The girl was saying, mm, mm. and then they heard themselves, and the people say, Oh. They are making sure that the name of God be removed. Next homework, go to your song list that you sing every day. You see at least 30% of the song that you sing, you not see the name of God. You not see the name of Jesus. They are just singing. A song is not only the melody. A song is the lyrics that attach to the song. That's saying that who you are worshiping. Hey, you shouldn't be the people like those people that do not know the people, the God that they are serving or the God that they are worshiping. We know that our God, if I'm saying to God, I'll say, Lord, you all I want. They just, they are doing that gradually, gradually. We are not taking care. If care is not taken, very soon, all the songs will be singing in church. 
They will take it out the name of God. They will just paint it in a very good way. But when you sing it, you, seek, you think that you are worshiping God, but you are doing other things. A song is not the melody. Yes, the melody will be good. Some people even try to, you know, try to polish it a little bit. They just mention the name of Father. Okay, they say that, okay, you know, the name Jesus is very offensive now. So let's just kind of polish it a little bit. Let's put Father instead of Jesus or instead of God. Why? That's the plan. And we children of God, we should not fall into it. Praise God. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. My heart is bleeding. Whenever I see all these things, I cry. I really cry in my heart. I really cry in my heart. Why? Why? Why all these things happening right now? Friends, that's your job. That's my job. That's your responsibility. That's my responsibility. Jesus will not come back the second time to die on the cross for these things. Come on, we should do it. We should do it. We should do it. You know, James, James was the first disciple who died among all 12. He was ready to give up his life for God. James did not die because he wanted to die. He died because of the gospel. We are having Christians right now, careless Christians, careless disciples. They don't care. They just live their life, their life, their family. Everything is about them, myself, my wife, my children. Everything is all up. No, this life is everything. Not everything is not about you. We got to think about the world. We got to think about the next generation. We got to think about our children. We got to think about our children, children, if Jesus tarries. What are we going to leave to this generation that is coming? That's my question for you this morning. They did not stop there. Lastly, they came into the Bible of God. Trust me, when I discovered these things, my heart is still bleeding. Some, there's a group of people, theologians, they are saying about 440 verses of the Bible being removed right now. From the NIV version, even from the NIT version. Okay, let me, let me balance it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't use NIT or NIV. I'm just saying that you should use it with what? With caution. You want some proof? We want some proof? Okay, let's read. Let's see if we'll find Matthew chapter 17, verse 21. Matthew 17, 21. Do you find it in your NIV version? Do you find it in your NIV version? No, you don't find it. Matthew 17, 21 is not there. Matthew 18 verse 11 is not there also. You either find it in NLT, you not find it in NIV. You will never find it. There are some versions of, of NIV 2011. They put the footnote. They're saying that it's a reference to that verse. No, how wrong. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 2 that you shall not add or remove anything from the Bible. That's what the Bible says. Friends, let me tell you, the word of God is God's inspiration. That's what the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 that all scripture is inspired by the Lord. That word inspired, that word inspiration came from the Greek. The Greek word of that is theoponesos. That word is simply means God breath. The word of God is the breath of God. That's why John says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and that word was God. The word of God is God. That's why Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and life. If they take the breath out of your life, you are dead. The word of God is the breath of God. No one, for whatever reason, has the right to remove or add anything that was given here. And then these guys of NIV, NIV or NLT, they are arguing, they are saying that the same verse is still repeated in those verses. They are giving, if you want the list, I will give you the list after. Or you can Google it, it's, it's there online. Just Google verses that are deleted by in NIV or NLT. You will see it in Google. You see that I have, I have 15 here. 
You read Mark chapter 7, verse 16. The Bible says, if everyone has ears to hear, let him hear. You don't see it in NIV. You don't see it in NIT. You never see it. I'm here telling you, Christian, that's our job to do. We got to put an end to it. These guys, and then when, when, I, when, I, when I listen to one, in one theology class I, I, I attended, and then they are saying that the reason why these guys, they believe in this theory that says that once saved, saved forever, they belong in this school of thought. And then they are taking away scriptures. Before we know, we have scriptures in the Bibles. They just turn away the attention of the entire world. That's their plan. We need to put an end to it. You, got, you have a role to play? I have a role to play. We still have work to do. I gave you the statistic in Canada. We have less than 50 people that are Christian. That's your job. That's my job. We need to go out there. Preach the word of God. Save people. Let people be saved. And then come to this generation. If care is not taken, you will not be allowed to say the mission in the name of God, even the society. They can, they can, they can, they can find you for that. If care is not taken. Praise God. Let's bow our heads. Sakari bo sani de bo sina bo. Sala de bo sina de la la bo sika. Sari na de de bo sundo de bo sina ba. Sika de 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 bo sina ba. I am decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. No turning back. No turning back. Don't know why join me. Still I will follow. If you are here, you are not giving your life to Jesus. Just know that you are not even here, among here. The first day for you, you got to come. You got to give your life to Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Then you can come here and then gradually you climb until you become what I call necessary disciples. Disciples that are ready for Jesus to give everything, everything they got for Jesus. If you are here, just raise up. Say this, Lord. Father, I've come to you this morning. I know that I'm a sinner. Please, Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive my sins. Wash me clean. And write my name in the book of life. I pray and ask in the name of Jesus Christ. If you do this prayer, there's a phone number being displayed. I would like you to get in contact and I will pray for you that this is a new beginning for your life. Jesus wants you. As a disciple, we need to fight. We need to stand up for our master. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided.
Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca The Word Works Throne of Grace Transforming Lives Establishing His Kingdom